Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cause I'm on all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cause I'm on all right. Yeah, I'm on all right. So tell me, girl, I'm on all right. Yeah, I'm on all right. Yeah, I'm on all right. September girl, I'm on the way, shit, I'm on the way, yeah You ain't gotta say shit, yeah She went down, 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 yeah Said you ain't gotta say shit, yeah Say, cause I'm on the way, yeah I'm on the way, shit, tell me girl, I'm on the way I'm on the way, yeah I'm on the way, tell her girl, I'm on the way Shit, I'm on the way, yeah Don't no matter where you are Cause I'm on the way, yeah I'm on the way had a conversation with Shorty, never met before. Damn, she looking good. She had a homegirl with her, but conversation led to another one. I'm talking to both like damn, I don't really know who to choose. What's up, though? Niggas all on them trips. We be spending up them chips. Pulling up in them whips. Late nights, we would dip. You know we was rocking, we turned up all night. Scratches on my back, ain't no cushions ash, yeah. Every time she around, it's going down, yeah. We all in the hotel room, scratches on my back, man, we on the wall. Niggas call downstairs like, man, this noise can't take too much, y'all. Give it to me one time, one time. I'm about to beat it up, open the list so I can eat it up, cause I'm on the way, yeah. I'm on the way, say, tell me, girl, I'm on the way, say, I'm on the way, yeah. I'm on the way, say, tell me, girl, I'm on the way, say, I'm on the way, yeah. You ain't gotta say shit, Going down, 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 yeah. You ain't gotta say shit, yeah. Cause I'm on the way, yeah. I'm on the way, she tell the girl I'm on the way, yeah. I'm on the way, yeah. I'm on the way, tell the girl I'm on the way, shit, I'm on the way, yeah. Don't no matter where you are, cause I'm on the way, I'm on the way. Water whipping with the diamonds, goddamn it, you know that she shining. Know that she yelling the shit and I was just trying to hit her with perfect timing. Damn, I know she want to live again. She was all on the live again. Shit, she so live again. Jump up on the pole, do it real quick, make a couple dollars in. Girl, I know you been on this here, girl, long time, time, time. And I know this thing happened all over your mind, mind, mind. We finna get it in, yeah. This is her favorite song, her and a friend, yeah. Matter of fact, y'all both can go open that door, y'all can come in, yeah. Me and my niggas, we got a hundred thousand wrapped in rubber bands, throwing it up. Couple of bitches checking us out, shit. You know we don't give a fuck. I need another one, purple and double cars, I need another one, tell him to pull it up. Cause I'm on the way, yeah. I'm on the way, shit. Tell me, girl, I'm on the way, yeah. I'm on the way, yeah. I'm on the way, say tell me girl, I'm on the way, say I'm on the way, yeah, you ain't gotta say shit, yeah. down, 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 yeah, say you ain't gotta say shit, yeah, say I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way, say tell it girl, I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way, tell it girl, I'm on the way, say I'm on the way, yeah, don't no matter where you are, cause I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way, yeah. What's good, people? What's good, people? It is another episode of the Dope Content Special Twitch Live Podcast featuring your boy K. Lou, aka known as Dope Content. Shout out to y'all. Um, 
shout out to everybody that's watching live on twitch shout out to everybody that will be watching later on on youtube when it's posted on youtube and to all the ones that support the apple podcast and the spotify that's listening appreciate all of you guys make sure you follow dope content on all social media platforms twitter hello motherfucker what up g dog (laughs) (laughs) so uh make sure you follow dope content on all social media platform twitter twitch instagram facebook we have our own website dopecontent.com make sure you check that out get your merch um and yeah man i appreciate everybody that's ever shown any type of support to dope content i much love to you guys all right so we are here of course as you see on the screen what's up dillian how you doing man we're here to talk nba um playoffs and updated information you know coaching changes moves been made um back and forth going on between players and media people it's it's a lot going on nba wise i mean as long as they keep it going like this i'm always have something to talk about (laughs) so shout out to the nba we're gonna start with i guess we can start with the phoenix suns and the clippers so let's go right into that Shout out to Phoenix and the Clippers. TLD, what's good, my guy? So, it's been two games since the last podcast I did. Um, So, we have game two and game three for Phoenix and the Clippers. The Clippers are down 2-1 for whatever reason. They just cannot win the first two games of the series. I mean, game two, they had it in the bag. Paul George was hitting clutch shot after clutch shot and then got to the free throw line and just completely whiffed it and then these guys hit a miracle alley-oop to deandre eight uh yeah that's his name right deandre aiden to win the game like whatever it is about the clippers in the first two games of the season they just can't win it they just can't win but my stance have not changed i still got the clippers in seven for whatever reason so shout out to the clippers speaking of the clippers of course of course they was gonna win game three did y'all expect anything else like come on man it's it's just what they do this year so shout out to the clippers they beat phoenix last night 106 to 92 um let's get into the box let's get into the box score you had 15 from paul the returning chris paul you had 15 from Devin Booker, which broken nose Devin Booker's probably not used to playing with a mask. I kind of expected them to have a bad game. Chris Paul, I thought he would be a little bit better, but considering he had Corona, that's probably stupid thinking on my end. <laughs> um, DeAndre Aiden g- gave you 18 and nine, and then that was pretty much it. Crowder gave you nine points and six rebounds, but you know it wasn't enough, of course. Because we got Reggie Jackson hitting you with 23 points. Paul George, playoff P, hitting you with 27 points and 15 rebounds. Shout out to playoff P. I keep telling y'all, I've been telling y'all since the beginning of the playoffs, stop disrespecting Paul George. Paul George is doing his thing. And, I mean, no Kawhi, I still got them winning the series, honestly. I'm just, I'm sorry. I still got them winning the series. I don't know why. It's just... Maybe it's the Chris Paul factor. 
that something always bad happens to this guy in the playoffs that he just can't get over the hump. Maybe that's what it is. Because I really want Phoenix to win this series. I said it last podcast. I want Phoenix to win this series, but for whatever reason, my gut feeling is telling me Clippers in seven. So I'm sticking with it. Clippers in seven. So shout out to the Clippers. Um, if you guys disagree, you know, please leave a comment in the comment section and let me know who you got winning each series. And, you know, we, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But right now, I still got the Clippers in seven. So shout out to the Clippers. Now, let's get them on off the screen. Let's go to the next series. Atlanta Hawks, Milwaukee Bucks. Shout out to both of them. So we got the Atlanta Hawks, Milwaukee Bucks. Trey Young comes in and just takes over game one. Shocked the hell out of me. Not that he took over, but the fact that they won game one on the road. I didn't expect it. I was like, if they go win any game, it'll be the second one. You know, Milwaukee coming back home after beating Brooklyn. Crowd go go crazy. You know, Milwaukee will win game one. But that didn't happen. Atlanta take out Milwaukee game one, 116-113. Big game from John Collins, 23 points, 15 rebounds. Clint Capella, 12 points, 19 rebounds. Don't forget, Houston traded Clint Capella and decided to play P.J. Tucker at uh, center. I wonder how they feel now about that. Also, speaking of Houston, let's stay on Houston real quick. They also, well, actually, that was a good thing. That was dumb on Philly because Philly had the chance to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden, and they refused to get rid of Ben Simmons. So Philly could have had James Harden with Embiid, and they passed it up, and then look what Ben Simmons did. <laughs> so I'm just saying shots to Houston and Philly for that. Philly being dumb enough for listening to Dan Tony and get rid of somebody like Clint Capella in the Western Conference when you need a place where you need bigs and playing P.J. Tucker. And then Philly for saying, oh, we're not getting rid of Ben Simmons, not for no James Harden. Stupid. <laughs> but anyway, back to the game, man. Uh, Trey Young, 48 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds for Trey Young. Like, almost had a triple-double. The guy balled. And then we get to the Bucks. Giannis doing the typical Giannis thing. 34 points, 9 assists, 12 rebounds. Chris Middleton is the guy that needs to step up. He only gave you 15, 6 for 23 shooting, 0 from 9 from the three-point uh, line. g Dog said the Bucks can't let the Hawks hang around. Got to keep their foot on their Hawks' throat. That's fact. Then he say, go Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> That's a Hawks fan right there. So shout out to G Dog, man, for always coming through showing love. I definitely appreciate you guys who stick around and actually watch the, the podcast. Cause I know a lot of people on my page, they come for like the wrestling talk and things like that. But I just got a sports position on Twitch, by the way. So that's a that's an announcement right there. I did get a sports predict um position on Twitch yesterday. So be expecting more sports uh, which i've been telling y'all anyway hey i'm slowly gonna mix this stuff in a twitch with games and music as well because i do music as well uh so i've been telling you guys for i've been warning you for pretty much almost a year now that it's gonna be a 
you know, some more stuff adding on. It's called dope content, not dope wrestling. <laughs> so dope content, which means I'm giving you content from sports, music, wrestling, um, entertainment, things like that. That's what I do. I'm I'm involved in all of that stuff. So dope content. <laughs> just 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 saying. I've been telling my Twitch followers for a while now. So shout out to the ones that come in for everything. So shout out to y'all. So I picked the Bucks to win this series in seven. They lost game one. They play again tonight. My mind has not changed on this. Everybody is hyped up on Trey and them right now. I get it. I get it. But Bucks and seven. I'm saying it now. I said it last podcast. I'm saying it again. Bucks and seven. Even with them being down 0-1 and Atlanta having home court advantage now. Um, Bucks and seven, man. And I'm gonna tell you why. Again, I just gave you the numbers. Trey Young went out for what do you have? 48, 11 assists. Seven points. Clint Capella, 12 and 19. Collins, 23 and 15. The only person that did something, well, Holiday did give you 33 and 10 for the Bucks. But the second best player for the Bucks did not have a great game. And they lost by three, even with Trey Young and Collins going off like they did. The Bucks lost by three with Middleton shooting zero from nine from the three-point line. Middleton is not shooting zero from nine no more this series, in my opinion. He's going to make at least two or three of those three-pointers starting tonight. Bucks going to win tonight. Bucks going to win the series. I'm sorry. I still can't put Giannis. I'm sorry. I still can't put Trey over Giannis at this point. I think it's just Giannis time. You got rid of Brooklyn. You got rid of KD, Harden, Kyrie. LeBron is out on the West. Kyrie, uh, Kawhi is hurt. I think it's just time. For Giannis, I, it's just time. Toronto is out the way. They they didn't even make the playoffs. So I think it's just time for Giannis. I think it's Giannis time. Trey, if they get there, it's fine. But I'm picking Giannis, and I'm sticking with it. So shout out to the Bucks. Now let's get into let's get into Trey Young because I'm I'm about sick of the stuff I've been seeing on social media recently. Let me take this off about Trey Young versus Luca. Doncic. Shout out to both of these guys, by the way. Listen, I got people like my social media has been going crazy the last few days because it's been a lot of it's been a lot of wrestling things going on that they want me to talk about, which I will on the wrestling podcast. But it's been a lot of sports things and people sending me opinions about what they think. And one topic that's been giving me a headache. Is people all of a sudden saying Trey Young is better than Luca and saying that if Dallas and Atlanta had the opportunity to do it over again, that Dallas would not make that trade that they made to get Luca for Trey Young? <laughs> Bro, what the hell is wrong with y'all? I'm literally getting a headache thinking about it right now as I'm looking at this picture. Let me see what G Dog say. As a Hawks fan, I feel we're going in the right direction. Yeah, you definitely are. You definitely are. You definitely are. The Hawks are doing a hell of a job. Like I said, I became a huge fan of Trey and the Hawks this playoffs. That team fears nobody. They don't fear anybody. But 
you got to give Nate McMillan the credit for that. So shout out to Nate McMillan. <laughs> Nate McMillan took over and they went 27 and 11 since he took over. And then, you know, you see what they're doing in the playoffs. They going on visiting territory and don't care about nothing. They don't care about going down 26 points to Philly. Even though Ben Simmons, the second best player in Philly, decides he don't want to shoot the ball at all. They still, they were still fearless. They were still fearless. And that goes on coaching. That goes on coaching. And then when your star player believes in your coach and follows whatever the coach attitude is, the rest of the team is going to follow that star player and that coach. And that's what we're seeing right now in Atlanta. <laughs> G-Dog, I might need it, man, because I'm so sick of this, man. And look, before I say this, what I'm about to say about Trey and Luca, understand both of those, both of those teams, the Mavericks and the Hawks, got exactly what they needed for their teams. Trey fits perfectly for what Atlanta is trying to do, as we could clearly see. Luca fits perfectly for what the Mavs are trying to do. It worked for both teams. I'm not saying Trey, if Trey was in Dallas that they would suck. That's not true. But I don't think Trey would have the same success that Luka is having if Trey was in the West playing on that Dallas team with that same roster that Luka is playing with. Now, if you put Luka in the East with John Collins and uh, Capella and uh, Dallas, what's his name? I can't never say his name right. Um, Gallinari, whatever his name is. I can't never say his name right. <laughs> You put Luka in Atlanta with them and coach Nate McMillan? Stop. Stop. This wouldn't even be a conversation, honestly. It was a win-win trade. Exactly, G-Dog. Facts. Both of them fit the needs of what they did or what they needed. That's why they made that trade to begin with. Dallas said, we're going to take Trey. Atlanta said, we're going to take Luka so we could trade them. We're going to make sure nobody else take these two guys, and we're going to make the trade. That's exactly what they did. And it is working for both. Luca went to the playoffs two out of the first three years. He's only played three seasons. Luca's been in the playoffs twice. Trey is in his first playoffs now, and they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's working for both teams. I'm just saying. But let's get into some numbers, man. Let's because y'all know when I when I present something, I like to go into the facts behind it. Both of them been in the league three years. No championships for both, even though Trey is working on it right now. NBA seasons, three years, like I said. Playoffs played. Luka, two. Trey, one. Which we're seeing a dominant and a miracle run for play from Trey right now. Um, All-star games. Luka, two. Trey, one. All-NBA first teams. Luka, two. Trey, zero. All-NBA teams total selections, period. That's first, second, and third team. Luca two, Trey zero. Rookie of the year, Luca one, Trey zero. Points per game in the regular season. Luca has a slight edge, 25.7 points, Trey 24.1. Rebounds per game is not even close. Luca 8.4, Trey 3.9. Assists per game, Trey has the edge. 8.9 assists to Luca 7.7, which part of that is the team that they're passing to. Luka could have 20 assists a game. They don't make the shots in Dallas. Steals per game, Luka is up. One steal per game, trade 0.9, which that's close. 
total points so far in their careers. Luca, 5,115. Trey, 4,921. Still close. They naked naked a lot of this stuff. Total rebounds, not even close. Luca, 1,663. Trey Young, 801. Total assists. Trey has the edge. 1,807 for Trey. 1534 for, for Luca. Total steals. Luca is up 203 to 190. Total blocks. Luca is up 75 to 35. Total games played. Trey has played more games. 204 to 199. Field goal percentages. Luca is up point, uh, 0.457 to 0.431. Three points percentage. Trey is up 0.343 to 0.331. Free throw percentage, of course it's Trey. Y'all know Trey shoots the better free throw. Points per game. Um, let's let's skip that because they're talking about best season. Let's get to the playoffs. Points per game in the playoffs. Luca 34, Trey 30. Rebounds per game in the playoffs. Luca 9, Trey 3. Assists per games in the playoffs. Luca 10, Trey 10.5. Steals per game. They both tied at 1.2 in the playoffs. Blocks per game, Luka 0.5, Trey 0. Total points in the playoffs, which that's not fair because Luka, ha again, has played. Well, it, it, it kind of is fair because Luka got eliminated first round and Trey has went. He's in the Eastern Conference Finals, so we'll say it. 436 points for Luka, 397 for Trey. Total rebounds in the playoffs. 114 for Luka, 39 for Trey. Total assists, 136 for Trey, 124 for Luka. Steals 16 to 16. Total blocks six for Luca, zero for Trey. And then field goal percentages in the playoffs. Luca is up. Three point percentages in the playoffs. Luca is up. Free throw percentage in the playoffs. Trey is up. So, I mean, they neck and neck in a lot of stuff. They neck and neck in a lot of stuff. But you got to think who Luca is playing against and who Trey is playing against. Luca is playing against Kawhi. Paul George and the Clippers both years in the playoffs you think Trey is getting past them you think Trey is taking them to game seven with that same Mavs roster you think Trey Young 6-1 Trey Young is taking the Mavericks to game seven versus the Clippers with his second player which is Porzingis didn't do nothing Maxi Kleber played one good game Finney Smith had maybe two good games Tim Hardaway Jr. started off hot and then faded. You think Trey Young is taking that roster with that same Mavs roster? Is taking the Clippers with a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George and Rondo and all them? You think he's taking them to Game Seven? Stop. <laughs> now you think Luca in the East with that same Hawks team? You think he's not doing the same thing in the East? Like, what's wrong with y'all? Luka has already broken so many records at his age that Trey Young is not even close to touching. Seriously, it's not. I'm a Trey Young fan now. Don't get so don't get it twisted. I like Trey Young. Trey Young is doing what Trey Young needs to do. Trey Young is a beast. I'm not saying that it's like a you know what I'm saying like a huge difference between the two for what they do for their teams, but Luka is better, man. Luka is 6'9". He's a 6'9 point guard, triple-double machine. Trey Young is a 6'1 point guard, scoring machine that can get some good assists to good shooting players. And honestly, 
who's to say I had one guy earlier that I was talking to he say it should be Luka and Trey one and two as far as the top players under 25 which that is in the conversation but we go forget about Jason Tatum we're gonna forget about Devin Booker who's also in the conference finals in the west by the way and it's clowning by the way so I'm not even sure if I'm ready to put Trey over Devin Booker yet and we're sitting here talking about putting him over Luka stop <laughs> stop I, I'm just not with it I, I'm just not with it I'm sorry so to any Hawks and Trey Young fan that watch this or listen to this understand I'm not hating on Trey but y'all are living in the moment that's what's happening y'all are living in the moment and that's all it is and I get it it happens they did the same thing with KD and talking about KD is the best player in the game after he won that game against um, the Bucks. I think it was game six or whatever that game was that he went off everybody went oh KD's you know LeBron passed the torch to KD <laughs> but literally three days ago before that y'all were saying oh KD got locked up by PJ Tucker <laughs> like y'all people live in the moment and people are quick to forget Trey is not better than Luca. I'm sorry Trey is not better than Luca. Let me see what G-Dog say. If Luca had attitude, Trey does. Luca would be unstoppable. Luca don't have that attitude. Luca don't have a killer attitude. It don't want to embarrass nobody. What are y'all watching? <laughs> what are y'all watching? Luca don't have a killer attitude. The guy that was putting up forty points in three quarters on the Clippers, on Kawhi and Paul George, Pat Bev. Rondo That guy don't have a killer attitude Like Luca's My only problem with Luca is He needs to get in a little bit better shape Cause he wears down Like he wears down That's what Luca does Luca was hitting step back threes In the Clippers arena And laughing at the players Luca's the same guy that posted Pat Bev down Boxed him up Hit him with a layup And yelled at him You too effing small Luca don't have that killer attitude and don't want to embarrass people. G Dog, you talking about trash talk? I just told you what Luca was doing. Luca's yelling at Pat Bell. Every time Pat Bell got on him, Luca was talking noise to him and bagging him up. He did the same with Rondo and Reggie Jackson. And he was talking short, um, talking noise to Paul Pierce, just laughing in his face. I'm sorry, Paul George. Laughing in his face. So what are you what are you saying? Come on now, G-Dog. Y'all tripping, man. Y'all live in the moment, man. Y'all live in the moment. Trey talks noise to the fans and does a shimmy. And all of a sudden, he's the most killer guy in the NBA. And Luka don't have that killer instant in him. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. He said, because Pat and Midget. Okay, what about Paul George and, and Kawhi? Because he was putting up numbers on them too. Kawhi, he struggled with a little bit, but he still put up numbers on Kawhi. Come on now. The whole series, the guy averaged 36 points a game. The whole series. Trust the Atlanta process. CG dog, you just an Atlanta fan. That's that's what it is with you. Now you starting to sound like them other guys. Like I said, I got Luca number one, top 25. Oh, I'm sorry, the top 
yeah, top 25, under 25. Luka number one. And honestly, between Devin Booker and Trey, Trey's a beast. But I think Devin Booker does it against harder competition. I'm going to take Devin Booker and then Trey. Like, but they're neck and neck. I'm not saying Devin is really, I don't know. But in my opinion, if I'm starting a team, I'm taking Devin Booker over Trey. Just by a slight margin, by a slight margin. Because Trey is a beast. So, y'all need to chill out with all that. <laughs> Luke ain't better than Trey. Luke ain't no killer and all. Just stop. Stop. That's that's comical. That's comical. So, uh, let's, what are we going to talk about next? Uh, Rick Carlisle, back in Indiana. Exactly, G-Dog. That's what I'm saying. Y'all having a great year, and y'all having great coaching. The the stuff that we're seeing from Atlanta, I give more credit to Nate McMillan than anybody. Because the same Trey Young was on that team with that same roster with a different coach, and they was losing. <laughs> they was losing. They've been in the playoffs one time in three years. Luka has been twice in a harder conference. I'm saying, so... I put that, I give credit to Nate McMillan, not Trey Young and the Hawks, even though Trey is balling. So, anyway, anyway, moving on. Rick Carlisle, recently out of the Dallas, and he's back in Indiana. So, shout out to Rick Carlisle. Now, um, I told y'all the last podcast that don't be surprised if Rick ends up in Indiana or Boston. Look what happened. <laughs> He's in Indiana. It's it's not it's really not that hard. Like if you follow Rick Carlisle or the Mavericks or just Pacers, if you follow the Pacers. So I'm not even a Pacers fan. I don't follow the Pacers, but it was easy to predict that this guy was going to end up in Indiana or Boston. One he he has history with both. Both of them need coaching, uh, which actually Boston, I take that back. Boston hired um, African-American coach. I can't remember his name. I think he was an assistant. So that that leaves it to Indiana. So that's even more common sense right there. So shout out to Rick Carlisle. We're, we're about to find out what it really is with Rick Carlisle because, like I said, before he left Dallas, I said it was time to have a conversation about Rick Carlisle. And here we are. Rick left, what, two, three days later? <laughs> I think he left the next day, actually, after that podcast, after that episode. He left the next day. And then I told you, you know, where he would go. And um, yeah, there he is. He's in Indiana. So we're about to see what it really is. Um, because people are mad at Dallas right now which we're going to get into about who they just hired and they're saying oh Rick Carlisle's this and Rick Carlisle's that and Rick Carlisle was a great coach he is a good coach but I look at him like I look at Doc Rivers he's a little overrated he's been living off that 2011 title just like Doc Rivers has been living off that 2008 title seriously because after that after that he had 10 more years in Dallas he missed the playoffs four times, went six times, lost first round every time. Now, granted, granted, he didn't have the best roster. 
He had an aging Dirk with role players that just didn't fit. I mean, come on, OJ Mayo, Chandler Parsons, uh, Darren Collison. But, you know, people like that with an aging Dirk, it's not going to work. And then you bring in Luka. You know, we had our two tanking years, so I, I won't count that against him. You bring in Luka, but we still got role players from the tanking teams. Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Cleaver. The only reason they was playing anyway and not overseas is because the Mavs had them on a the roster when we was tanking. <laughs> and they just so happened to get a little bit better each year. Dorian Finney-Smith definitely got better. Uh, Maxi's, you know, Dwight Powell. Those are the same people that we had on the team when we was tanking. And those are the role players that we put around Luca, and Luca had to carry them to the playoffs. Again, Rick Carlisle is not what y'all think he is. And if he is, he's going to shut me up and prove me wrong when he take over Indiana. Because Indiana doesn't have the best roster. They have a nice team. In the East, if Rick is a, the coach people say he is, they'll make the first round and get eliminated just like Doc Rivers and his teams. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's just what it is. Rick is overrated. It was time to go. It, it was just time. It's time for fresh faces, new voice. Dirk is gone. That whole squad is gone. Now it's, we have a young star who looks at the world differently than how we did in 2011. So it's time to freshen things up. A lot of arguments going on in the uh, front office. It, it was just time. Luca and Rick did not get along like that. Luca and Rick did not get along like that. But shout out to Rick Carlisle in Indiana. We'll see what he do. I still, I will, I will always have love and respect for Rick Carlisle because he did come to Dallas and he did win a ring. He did win a ring in Dallas, our only ring so far. So I will always have love and respect for Rick Carlisle and, and wish him success wherever he goes. But it was time to get rid of him. I'm sorry. And he knew it. That's why he left. It was time for a change of scenery for everybody. So shout out to Rick, man. Shout out to Rick. Now, speaking of Rick Carlisle and the Mavericks, you see on the screen, we have <laughs> Dirk Nowinski pointing at Jason Kidd, looking at Mark Cuban at a table saying, I choose him. <laughs> so if you've been... If you don't know, you don't keep up with sports. Um, Jason Kidd is officially the new coach of the Dallas Mavericks. And people are pretty pissed off about it. Mavericks fans are pissed off. Oh my God, you got rid of Rick Carlisle for this guy? And bringing up his domestic violence um, court situation from what 2001 why it's 2021 what does that have to do with anything what does that have to do with anything what does they have to do with the Mavericks making him the head coach in 2021 why are you bringing that up why do people like to do that oh this guy had domestic violence situation and had to go to court for domestic violence 2001 so what so what None of these athletes and players and all them, maybe Dirk. Dirk is like Jesus. But <laughs> nobody else, <laughs> nobody else is perfect. Like, 
stuff happens especially to celebrities they make mistakes it happens I'm not agreeing with him and his domestic violence situation I'm not saying you know all that yada yada I agree with none of, I don't agree with none of that domestic violence is bad Tyson all of them but people still love Tyson to this day you see Mike Tyson on the street you're gonna run up to him and take a picture with him so why you hating on Jason Kidd Jason Kidd has been clean since then has been clean since then have you heard anything else about Jason Kidd since then no exactly so uh let me go ahead and get the other guy on the screen let me pull him up Nico Harris this just became official maybe like 40 minutes ago from what I'm seeing on my computer right now so it's official now Nico Harris and Jason Kidd Nico Harris is the new GM former Nike executive and Jason Kidd is the coach of Dallas Mavericks. and people like Jason Kidd doesn't have a good coaching record why not he was in Brooklyn one season and had they went to the playoffs they lost but they went to the playoffs and then they had a disagreement about the power structure in Brooklyn so he left he went to Milwaukee for three years three seasons or yeah three seasons and two out of the three seasons with a very young team with Giannis who did nobody know at that time and Bogdanovich who nobody knew at that time took those took that young team to the playoffs two out of three seasons and again when he left it was because of him getting into it with the front office about decisions that should have been made he the one developed Giannis and Bogdanovich. People forget that. Oh, he lost with, he had Giannis in them. Giannis was fresh in the league. Nobody knew who Giannis was. He wasn't getting called the Greek freak until Jason Kidd got there and worked with him. And that's just facts. Go look it up, people. Go look it up. So people want to bring up Jason Kidd's record and losing with Giannis and all that. What does that mean? He was also the assistant coach in LA and they just won a championship. So what does that mean? What does that mean? He was also on the bench with LeBron and AD. They just won a championship. So stop saying kid can't make the Mavericks better. And as far as this Nico guy, as you see on the screen, Nico has a great relationship with all the NBA players. Dame Lillard, matter of fact, wanted these two guys he wanted Jason Kidd and Nico in Portland and the rest of the NBA loved this guy he was Kobe's right hand man um, from Nike Nico was so this guy has plenty of connections with the players in the league and that's why he was brought in he was brought in for that we're trying to build a team around Luka players respect Jason Kidd Dame Lillard said I want to play for Jason Kidd which now they got people going, Mavs fans going crazy on Twitter right now as I as we speak. Because people are like, oh, we gotta, that's we about to get Dame to Dallas with Luca. <laughs> I would love for that to happen. I just right now I don't see it happening. Unless Portland decides that, you know what, Dame is gonna be a problem because he's frustrated here. Uh, give us Porzingis. We're Portland, we can't get another superstar unless we trade for him. 
give us Porzingis. Let's put Porzingis and CJ together and see how that go. And then we're just seeing Dame off before Dame leave us for nothing. That's, I mean, I can't think of nothing else. You know, we send them Porzingis and hey, maybe sign and trade. Maybe we send them Porzingis and Tim Hardaway. Maybe we do that. I don't know, but I don't see Dame coming to Dallas, even though I would love it. But uh, this guy is going to bring in a lot of players, in my opinion. And if he doesn't, if if Jason Kidd, Nico, and Luca, with somebody like Mark Cuban, who always show love to his players, people love playing for Mark when he get here, when they get here, because Mark is like a big friend to them. He's on the court practicing, hooping, and you know, scrimmaging them and all. That. People love playing for Mark. You know, we we got to give him that. Mark does a lot of stuff wrong, but when people when people do get here, they do fall in love with Mark. I give him that. He has that charm about him, even though he does a lot of stuff wrong. Uh, so I'm all with it. I told y'all last podcast. Um, if it's not, I didn't expect this Nico guy. Honestly, I didn't. So that one caught me off guard. But I like it. His name wasn't the name that I brought up. I said Michael Finley or the guy from Toronto for GM. But this works because Michael Finley is still there as well. As well. Um, and then I said Jason Kidd or um, I always forget the guy's name. The assistant coach that was there already, Jamal Mosley. Jason Kidd or Jamal Mosley for coaching. We didn't get, we didn't go with Jamal. We went with Jason Kidd. So I'm good. Fresh faces is what Dallas needed. And we got the right fresh faces. Nobody is smart. It was no smarter point guard in NBA history. I, I, I'm on record for saying Jason Kidd is probably the smartest NBA player to ever play. Now, LeBron has a case to, you know, argue against that. If you want to argue LeBron, fine. But in my opinion, the smartest point guard to ever play in NBA history is Jason Kidd. I watched this guy whole career from his rookie season in Dallas all the way up until he retired. And this guy's the smartest guy point guard I've ever seen play. Rondo is super smart. He's not kid. LeBron, like I say, you could say LeBron maybe the smartest guy to ever play, and I can completely, I can't really argue with that. But in my opinion, Jason Kidd is the smartest guy to ever play in the NBA. Like just everything on the court, this guy was super smart. And again, we had season tickets. Jason Kidd's first couple of years in Dallas, I saw every game. My granddad took me to every game. My uncles took me to every game. I saw this guy live. And then when he came back to Dallas, we went. <laughs> and I saw this guy live. And, he, and he's a guy that knows Dallas. Dirk loved him because Dirk chose him, as you see on this picture. Luca obviously had to sign off on it. Um, and then, like, really think about it. Who's better to work with Luca with the type of game that Luca plays than Jason Kidd? Honestly, who's better? I can't think of nobody really better. That's why I wanted Jason Kidd, and we got him. Now, as far as Jamal Mosley, man, I really hate it for him. I really wish he would have got a, like a fair chance because players did love him, and he's a good coach. Anytime he had to step in for Rick, he he stepped in and did a great job. Like the flow of the offense went better with Mosley than it did with Rick. Honestly, like go watch some of them games when Rick got ejected. The offense flowed better even with Porzingis it flowed better now with Rick being gone actually low-key want to keep Porzingis unless we find a great trade for him because I want to see I want to see what Jason Kidd can do with him Jason I feel like Jason Kidd can do better 
with Porzingis than what uh, Rick did offense wise. Um, defense, I think he can do a little better too. He can't get no worse than what it was. <laughs> Porzingis was trash on defense, so you can't get no worse. I think I think Kid can make him better, a better player. He's only twenty four. I think Porzingis is 24, 25. He's still young, man. He's still very young. So now that we got Rick out the way, Donnie out the way, we have fresh faces, younger faces that has a better connection with the players in the league. I want to see what they do. I'm excited, honestly. Mavs fans are going crazy right now. <laughs> Relax. Relax. This is a good thing right here. This is a good thing right here. Yes, we didn't get Jamal Mosley. We didn't get the guy from Toronto to be GM. I'm not mad at Nico being hired as GM. We still got Dirk coming. J.J. Burrell might be coming back as an assistant coach. Jason Terry might be coming back. I know people making their jokes about the 2011 team coming back. It's not a bad thing, people. Y'all really need to relax. Y'all really need to relax. So, shout out to Kid. Shout out to Mosley. Shout out to the Mavericks. Shout out to everybody that's watching live on Twitch. Um, to everybody that's watching on YouTube Once I do post it on YouTube Shout out to y'all Shout out to everybody that listen on Apple And uh, Spotify and Google uh, Podcast Thanks to y'all So let's let's keep it going <laughs> uh, let's, let's Before we get to that let's, let's go to the new NBA rule That's the wrong picture Let's see if I can find it there you go. So if you guys can see that, the NBA plans to implement new rules for next season, which I agree with. So it would now be an offensive foul on a shooter who launches and leans into a defender at an angle. Offensive foul on a shooter who kicks his leg out, which that should have been a foul anyway. And offensive foul on a shooter who jumps backwards or sideways into a defender. We see this happen all the time. You got two guys on the picture that, that do it probably more than anybody right now as far as the leaning. James Harden don't even try to land. This guy just shoots and falls. Like, it's James Harden is such a beast, but it's so frustrating watch, watching this guy. Because all he do is flop. He leans into people. And he, I mean, he just, he goes, he plays for the foul more than he do the points. And he can score with anybody. He can score with anybody. But he plays for the fouls sometimes more than he do for the points. And that's what he did in Brooklyn in his last playoff series. And that's why they lost. Because he's playing for the foul. Look at the shots that he was taking and how he was shooting them. Um, and just falling down and looking at the ref waiting on the foul. Like... This rule, Luca does it a lot. So Luca better find other ways to get to the line too. Cause Luca also does this a lot. But I hope this happens. Honestly. I hope this happens because this is needed. This is honestly needed. And because I mean it's just too many BS calls. A player's a defender can stand there, put his hands behind his back, or put his arms straight up. He's not leaning for nothing. He's standing straight up. A guy leans into his chest and he gets called for the foul. So I'm glad that they're trying to get this rule and I hope it goes through. I hope it passed because that absolutely needs to happen. These, these BS calls that these players are getting has to stop. So shout out to them. 
All right, the last topic of the day. <laughs> Scotty Pippen and really Scotty Pippen chose violence, period. <laughs> but we're going to start with Pippen and KD going at it, um, which you know you can't say nothing about Kevin Durant without him coming back. It's, it's just going to happen. KD literally searched his name on Twitter and read everything that people say about this guy. That's what he do. <laughs> He does that. It's real life. That's what he does. So, Scotty Pippen was just giving a basketball, you know, analysis on KD and why they lost. He says KD is great as he um as let me read that back. <laughs> KD as great as his offense was, he didn't know how to play team basketball. He kept trying to go for he kept trying to go punch for punch. I'm reading like I'm in elementary today. <laughs> he kept trying to go punch for punch. That's what he said. And I kind of get that point of view, but he had to because nobody else was doing it. James Harden was choking as usual in the playoffs. Um, Harris, Joe Harris was missing wide open threes. There was no Kyrie. And, you know, he had to. He had to put him on his back. And he really did it if he didn't have a size 17 toe big toe they would have won that series <laughs> so let's get to KD's response didn't the great Scotty Pippen refuse to go in the game for the last second shot because he was in his feelings because coach drew up a play for a better shooter Woo, better shooter Tony Kukoc is who he's talking about for the young people that's, that don't know this story one of the seasons where Michael Jordan was retired Scotty of course is the best player on the team um, they're in a situation where they need a game-winning shot. I can't remember who they was playing exactly. But um, they was in a huddle. And Phil Jackson drew up a play because he felt that Scotty was going to be doubled. And they was going to try to force the ball out of his hand. So he drew up a play for Tony Kukoc to shoot. To shoot the last shot. Which is not a bad play. It's not a bad play. Tony was a great shooter. Well, very good. He was a very good shooter. I ain't going to say great. He was a very good shooter. And Tony could hit those shots. So Pippen got in his feelings and decided, oh, you're not giving me the ball for the last shot. I'm going to sit out. And what ended up happening? Pippen sat down that play. Tony Kuko still hit the game-winning shot. <laughs> <laughs> so the play that Phil drew up still worked, even with Pippen being on the bench, pouting like a baby. So... You know, shout out to Tony Kuko. So now they going back and forth and I don't see fault in what Pippen said, but this this is what Pippen does. Like Pippen always make bold and controversial statements like this when he's giving an opinion on like LeBron, Jordan and KD and people like that. That's what he does. That's what they pay him to do. People pay him to come on their show and say stuff like that. Uh, but in KD's defense, he had to. Like I said, nobody else was really making their shots. KD was get, getting them open. James was missing. Um, Joe Harris, three-point shooting champion, was missing. Like, the problem with that was Steve Nash. Steve Nash played this guy every minute in the last two, three games. He literally played every single minute. That just can't happen. This is not NBA 2K, Steve Nash. 
KD just got tired. And again, he really hit a game-winning shot, but his freaking big toe is so long that it counted as a two. <laughs> he, he did his job. He hit the game-winning shot. And then he was just exhausted on the last one. That's why it came up short and they end up airballing. So this is kind of funny, but I see both points. I, well, KD got personal as always. So KD could have said something else about getting per you know he katie could have said something else he didn't have to get personal like that but that was funny that's what katie do so let's get to something else scotty pippen said this guy is on twitter right now as we speak arguing with stephen a smith which is always hilarious because he said i guess trying to defend what he said about katie or i don't even know how he got that because I, I missed a couple of tweets but there's a tweet where Scottie Pippen said LeBron won in 2016 with no help. <laughs> LeBron won the championship with no help. That is false. That is false. And I'm about to show you why that's false. Let's pull up 2016 LeBron and Kyrie. <sighs> Let's see this. 26 points for Kyrie, 23 in game, one for LeBron. Game two, they both had a bad game. 10 points, 19 points. Uh, Kyrie Irving, 30 points. Game three, LeBron, 32. Game four, Kyrie, 34 points. LeBron, 25. Looked like Kyrie was the, the guy that day. Um, game five, Kyrie, 41. LeBron, 41. That's not help? That's not help? <laughs> this is why Kyrie left in the first place. Because he would not get any credit. Kyrie hit the game when a shot, by the way. After LeBron got that that great block on Eagle Dollar, Kyrie hit the game when a shot on that series that they won a championship. And everybody was talking about LeBron. LeBron this, LeBron that, LeBron this, LeBron that. So Kyrie's like, yo, I'm going to start too. I'm going to start too. So Kyrie wanted to get out, and he left. He went to Boston. It didn't work. Obviously, it's an issue with Boston because Boston ain't, didn't win with Kemba either. After they blame Kyrie. Oh, it's Kyrie's fault. Okay, here go Kimba Walker. Same thing. <laughs> so, you know, as far as Boston fans still mad at Kyrie, get over it. You just traded Kimba Walker, the guy who replaced Kyrie, for dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Boston fans, shut up. Um, now, Kyrie in Brooklyn. Injured. Injured. So, people love to bring up, oh, Kyrie never, never won without LeBron. Okay, that's fine. That's whatever you say. He, that's facts. I'm not going to argue that, but there are stipulations around it. I mean, you know, but I'm not going to argue that, but I'm not going to sit there and say Kyrie is not a star. And LeBron didn't have help in Cleveland. Stop. He had Kyrie and Kevin Love. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody... I'm trying not to go on a rant. I'm trying not to go on a rant. <laughs> But every time, I said this on a previous podcast, anytime LeBron loses or any team that LeBron is playing on losing the playoffs, it automatically jumps to LeBron doesn't have help. Allison Wonderlands, what's good? Thank you for joining. It it automatically goes until LeBron doesn't have help. And that's just false. Stop. Because, again, with the Lakers, let, first, let's take it back to – Let's take it back to Miami. Now, if you want to say the first Cleveland teams, he didn't have much help when he went to the finals, that's facts. But even after that, 
they gave him some players. They gave him some players. It just didn't work. And they was old. Like Shaq. He had Shaq. He had Antoine James since he had Big Z. Uh, you know, he had some good role players. Drew Gooden. He had some players. You know, it's they just wasn't stars at the time, you know. So, but LeBron has always had some some players around him, solid role players at least. Um, even when they had Jordan Clarkson, which is the sixth man of the year this year, Jordan Clarkson, um, Rodney Hood, which they didn't play for whatever reason. I don't know why Tyrone Lue didn't play him. And then, you know, people like that, J.R. Smith, Shumpert, you know, they had good role players. They just lost to a better team. That's just what it was with LeBron. If LeBron lost in the finals, he just lost to a better team. Or a team that played better ball, team ball, when he lost to the 2011 Mavericks, they had a good team. And they all understood their position on the team. It was a team full of veterans. Sean Marion, been in the league, uh, former All-Star. Jason Kidd, been in the league, former All-Star. Jason Terry, been in the league. He's never been an All-Star, but Jason Terry knew his role in Dallas. Been in the league, veteran. Um, Karan Butler, who didn't who didn't play in the finals, but he was there. Corey Brewer was young. Um, Tyson Chandler, been in the league. He know his role. That's that's just what it was. Peja Stojakovic, been in the league. Y'all know his history with Sacramento versus the Lakers back in the day. They all knew their role. So it was a better team. Miami really had the roster. They had Wade, Bosch, and Braun. Like, then you had Chalmers, who could shoot threes, and people like that. You had Poe. I mean, come on, man. LeBron has always had help. Stop. Since since going to Miami, let's say, let's say that since going to Miami to now, he's always had help. Period. He always had help. Look at these numbers. Pippen said, "2016." Scotty Pippen said, "2016, LeBron did not have help." These numbers say otherwise. Simple as that. Anytime LeBron lose, he ain't got help. Stop. <laughs> but at the beginning of each season, when they make a trade. This guy had on one team, Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, uh, uh, Derrick Rose, all on the same team with him. Like, stop, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. This guy ain't had help. Stop. When the Lakers got Drummond, when they signed Wesley Matthews, got Montrez Harrell at the beginning of the season, all I heard from Lakers fans, oh, this team is even better than last year. <laughs> Montrez Harrell, he young, he this and that. He this and that. Um, Drummond, he coming in, he the big center we need to replace Dwight Howard. He this and that. Wes Matthews, he a 3 and D guy. He shoot threes and play great defense. Um, Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder, whatever his name is. He, you know, he a better point guard than Rondo in there. So he can score and all that. And as soon as they lose, he ain't got help. <laughs> yeah, all right, bro. I'm sick of y'all. They did that same thing when he, in Cleveland. Oh, he got Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving. Oh, that's dope, man. You know, that's a dope team right there. As soon as they lose, he ain't got help. Stop. 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 So, that's that's my rant and my podcast for the day. I appreciate y'all that came through and show love on a live Twitch stream. I know it's kind of early for some of you guys because a lot of people on my Twitch live overseas. So it's either 
it's either late or early for y'all i know the time difference is is pretty off with you guys so i know those guys normally come back because I, I see it on the numbers every time um those guys normally come back and watch it later on so shout out to those oh uh, to the people that watch on youtube much respect much love to y'all to the people that listen on spotify and apple i will be uploading this today as soon as i'm done so uh shout out to y'all as well uh follow dope content on all social media facebook instagram twitch twitter of course um dopecontent.com we have merchandise we have shirts hoodies tanks um we have masks we have phone cases samsung and iphone cases we have body scrub uh no g dog they gotta win this series he talking about is it actually let's go hawks time no <laughs> they gotta win the series first we have body scrub which is man this that body scrub is the truth it will have your skin feeling so smooth y'all really need to check it out and it's not expensive at all the body scrub is like five dollars it's really not expensive at at all so shout out to everybody that comes through and always show love whether you watch it live or you watch it later and you leave comments um the youtube is is crazy because the numbers are going up but i need the engagement i need some more comments from you guys if you're watching on youtube i need y'all to let me know what you think negative or positive it don't matter if you want to argue about a sports opinion i made that's fine <laughs> that's fine so the views are up on youtube uh but you know the engagement i need the engagements to be up as well man like people will like it or i always got like two or three that dislike it whatever um, but I get like a hundred and some people like it, maybe like a thousand people, five hundred to a thousand people watch it. And what a comments at though. I need some comments, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, I, I need that to go up as well. So, but I always appreciate anybody that ever tune in to a show, to a stream, to a gaming stream, uh, wrestling stream. Um, I don't know if Darkness can do the wrestling podcast this Sunday. I will let you know. If not, I might just do something and try to bring you guys, you know, some of the followers on the screen like we did during the watch alone for Hell in a Cell. So, because uh, it's a lot of stuff to talk about in wrestling too. And my phone is going crazy, dude. Like, for the people that's watching, if you see my phone, it's just, it's been lighting up all morning, man. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give you my predictions again G Dog. Bucks and seven, Clippers and seven. I'm not changing from that. I'm not changing from that. Uh, yeah, G Dog. I know. My trust me, my phone is blowing up. I know. We gonna talk about that WWE stuff, including that writer that went viral for the wrong reasons and end up getting fired today. So we're definitely gonna talk about that. But until next time, man. Much love. Also, this song that you're listening to, that you hear on my intro and doing the, the podcast is from my homie big cypher aka cypher fix c-y-f-a um look him up he's on apple he's on spotify he's on youtube this song is called on the way i'm on the way so that's that's like my fam i went to high school with him that's like my fam now. he's doing he's doing big work in dallas man he's doing big work in dallas and i can't wait for the rest of the world to hear this guy honestly Honest, I cannot wait for the rest of the world to hear this guy. 
So, cause he he definitely got it. So if you listen to the track, the intro track, and the music in the background, that is Big Cipher, aka Cipher Fix. Only reason I'm saying his Cipher Fix name is because I'm not sure if you pull him up on Apple Music, will it pop up as Big Cipher or Cipher Fix? So I just want to make sure you're able to pull him up. So shout out to my guy, man. For the rest of y'all, y'all be safe, man. Have a good day. I will talk to y'all later. And y'all have a great one, man. I will see y'all later because I will be streaming again later on. So y'all be safe, man.